Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Mama podcast. Melissa here. For those of you who have never tuned into the Latch Mama podcast, this is a podcast for all of you parents and care providers and watchers of tiny little humans who are in the trenches right now trying to figure stuff's out. Um, today, we're going to be talking about potty training round two. And Lindy is here. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. <laughs> Hi, friends. Hi. I'm a little punchy today. Don't yeah. really know why. That I think, was quite the intro. I know. Wasn't it nice? I, yeah. It's really funny. You know? I just kind of, you know, shoot from the hip on these things. This and stuff. This stuffs. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday during the summer. It is. Is it a rainy day today? It, it is not a rainy day it in Richmond, Virginia. It is a partly cloudy day here in Richmond, well, Virginia. Ask us about 5 p.m. Yeah, it, it, it might be a rainy day. Yes. It's just a storm, yes. which you know changes when you have 12 kids combined. What is happening then in the evening? It sure does. Um, so we're kind of in the beginning of the summer. We're making a bunch of content because Kennedy is leaving us. Um for a while which is nice i mean nice for him um so we're gonna throw together some content for you guys so we're gonna talk about potty training today and honestly we were supposed to listen our homework assignment was to listen to the last potty training episode <laughs> so we didn't repeat ourselves too badly we did um, not do our homework and we did not do our homework um which happens quite often in our lives um what nothing I haven't. No. It's, whatever. Okay. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so we're going to talk about potty training. I am, I guess, currently potty training. I'm kind of not potty training. By the time you get, since, little, 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 since I have a substantial amount of children now, mm-hmm. I've kind of gotten to that like really relaxed potty training stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So let's talk about it. I don't know. Where do you want to start? Well, who's I, next? So, so Catherine. Who would be next? So Catherine? Ca- Catherine is, will be three in october okay um and katherine has been pooped potty trained for six months how how does poop happen before you're not like following the norm here do any do any children follow norms maybe that's our lesson Uh, here how did that happen i don't know Uh, she would get disgusted by her own poop okay so she would like gag herself when oh. I would lay down to change her diaper and she just decided one day she was over it. And she literally has, she has not had other than being like sick. Um, she has not had a poop accident since the day she decided. So she is she, she'll go, does she have a pull up a regular diaper? She, she'll go she by wears, herself. Yeah. She wears a, she wears a pull up. She has started like within the last month to go by herself. Um, but we just said at a time she'd go before nap time. Um, her nanny was amazing at it and would, ask her she'd eat lunch and then she would go poop she'd get a pop like a lollipop the lollipop would sit like on her bedside table she would take a nap and then she'd get the lollipop when she woke up from a nap and literally it was the easiest thing i have ever done in the potty training world and like i said she's not gone back and it was literally just because she was so disgusted from her own poop it's so weird kids are so bizarre so so bizarre now p if you say, Catherine, do you have to go pee? She'll say yes, and she'll go in and she'll pee. The fact that she's not fully potty trained right now is one of those. We talked about this in the last podcast is like, you have to be just as ready as your kid is. Yeah. I am not at the point with an eight month old right uh-huh. now 
that I want to set a timer and remind Catherine to go to the bathroom and I need to. Yep. It's going to it's going to be like a 72 hour process once it actually starts. I just haven't quite found the time to get there yet. Yeah, it's something that if you start, you better commit. Yeah. And you don't back down. So whether you want to commit to an 18-month process and yep. start early or if you want to wait and commit for a week. Yeah. And yeah. there are going to be sometimes where you think it's time and yeah. you both come together and you try and it's not, it's not and you have to it's kind of one of those like perfectionism things like it's not right it's not working i made a mistake or i made a mistake or i i it's just the wrong time drawn judgment time and then you just take a step back and you start again in a while and you haven't failed yeah. it's literally just trying to figure out what's happening in a very very tiny mm-hmm. human's brain yep but when you do wait and the kid is really ready it can be very very quick very very quick and I think yeah. Catherine is ready. I think I'm just have not gotten to the point where I'm ready myself, which is okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think potty training, we talked, and I'm just going to just probably end up repeating ourselves, which yeah, is fine. Okay. I don't think you can talk about this topic too much yeah. because it is one of those that is not talked about. I remember when Nathan, my oldest, it was time to potty train him. And it was like, you know, you have a baby and then you get them sleeping through the night. And then, you know, there's solids, which <laughs> has never happened. I don't think my babies have slept through the night until after that. But, you know, like you have all of these like, milestones that you think in your brain and mm-hmm. then at some point they get out of diapers and you potty train them and it's great i don't feel like anybody ever told me how hard that process was going to be because like it changes your life once you try to like go out in public with said child who is maybe potty trained isn't potty trained and with your first yeah. i don't think you're quite open to as like messes like you are like i mean now it's six like i'm like oh is that dog pee or human pee on the floor i don't know let me just pick it up right you know yeah i'm trying to think back to i don't i I remember being so stressed and like i was wearing a baby so i had by the time nathan was potty training alex was old enough that he was like riding on my back and maybe i was pregnant with caroline i don't even know but the idea of suddenly having to go into public bathrooms with an additional child like there were so many things that i didn't realize were going to change when i like you want to hit the milestones and you want to have those Mm -hmm. moments and you want to be like yes my kid is out of diapers but i hadn't considered how much my life was going to change as soon as i had to like navigate bathrooms places like because but you're a potty i I wasn't like a carry a plastic (laughs) potty around person though and I, but I do think from kind of one to two, like you said, you don't really realize because it's like, oh yeah, you're they're potty trained, but they're but they're brand new potty trained, so they might go to the bathroom like three times at the Mexico restaurant, like, oh god, and then you have to figure out, okay, well I still have this kid, and they we all need to go together. Mm-hmm. So like, is that that's what you're talking about, yeah. right? It's yeah, not absolutely. just like a one time and we're done and nothing changes the future kind of changes but then as you have two three yeah then i'm thinking to myself okay i think they're ready but am i ready to now pick up everybody and all Mm -hmm. my stuff can we physically get to the restroom can we physically fit in it like do i have to leave kids outside (laughs) um that's the best and that and that's where i think i started getting a little bit lax and i was like oh we'll just wait till next summer like and yeah we stopped at a rest stop a couple weeks ago and i mean i will be i will admit i'm a little germy phobic more after covid not because i'm worried that the family's going to get covid as much as like i've really really enjoyed 
not being sick every two months like and not I know that's crazy but I'm kind of like now hey if you don't have to go into the bathroom let's not go into the bathroom so like Mm -hmm. I literally looked at Catherine who is really ready to be potty trained at the rest stop and she's like me go pee pee and I was like no just pee in your pull up and it's so (laughs) terrible it's so terrible to say but like I didn't want to cart like four kids into a rest stop on the side of 95 bathroom and for those of you who are worried about Catherine, she ended up coming in and she peed in the potty and we did all the things and it was fine and everybody's great. But at that moment, you know, six kids to navigate. I think that's the, one of the coolest things about boys. I would rather them just pee on a tree or pee on a bush at this point than like go inside of a public restaurant restroom uh-huh. sometimes. It's so bad. It's so bad. So we recently drove to the beach and it's like a four-hour drive and i'm like the goal i'm like guys guys like everybody please go get the pee out get all the poop out like just get it all out because we'd really like to go and not stop like we'd really like it so we're like 45 minutes and Millie's like i gotta go to the potty and i'm like all right girl whip out the little like this is really bad but i'm like you, you pull that little plastic potty out and she's on the potty and then she's like i'm like are you done she's like yeah she's like but it wasn't pee it was the poop that was ready and i was like <laughs> you legit just pooped in the car so then everyone starts smelling it and yeah. it is like oh and like gabe's in the back like, <laughs> like, like busy oh. gagging and matt and i are rolling down the windows and we're just laughing so hard because it literally smells disgusting and it's really awful and it probably should not happen but i thought she was gonna pee and she didn't and then she's like but i need you to help me wipe and i'm like in the front seat and i'm like oh my gosh so i'm back there and she's like sorry mommy it's a messy one and i'm like okay this is but it's so nice because it's you get to the point where it just doesn't. I'm just doesn't like, I just anymore. don't care. Wipe your butt. I always keep like a toilet paper roll, yeah. some extra trash bags. We don't use, use legit toilet paper and not like flushable wipes. We have flushable wipes literally within 20 feet of us are like everywhere we go. You have yeah. to. They sell them by like really big packs at okay. Walmart. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, er- Eric doesn't go anywhere. Like Eric came up to me last night at the swim meet. Okay. And I'm working. So yeah. working, quote unquote. So I'm volunteering. I'm handing out these heat ribbons, which means I have to literally watch every <laughs> single heat finish to figure out who the kid is that wins. And like these kids. And navigate yourself yes, through the people. Absolutely. And these kids like live or die, breathe from them. So Eric walks up with the four-year-old who had to come to the swim meet. Was not swimming, but he was like, I have to come. So Eric was like standing there behind me and I'm like, what's up? Well, he has to go to the bathroom and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm working. I'm working. These, these kids need their heat ribbons. Well, I didn't bring the supplies. And I was like, oh my God, we are so dependent on these white, white, well, these wet wipes. I was like, well, hi buddy. I was like, do you have to go pee or poop? I don't know, mom. I just got to go potty. And then he's like, I, he's like, can I get a ring pop? Because the bathrooms <laughs> were right next to the ring pops. So then at that point, you don't know if the kid just wants something from the snack bar, if he's going to poop, if he's going to pee. And like, I, I, Eric and all Eric is worried about is if he has the wet wipes and he doesn't have them. And how is he going to go get them from the car with this four year old at the swim meet? Like we can't be dependent on the wet wipes, but like, I don't know. It's just, I I don't know what the moral of that story is. (laughs) Other than the fact that kids literally will have, once you potty train, 
they will mm-hmm. have to poop and they don't have most of them do not have that anxiety of like i'm in a public place or like what um, does the bathroom look like they want to poop whatever. in all the places all the places i told you about the wawa story with matt right no no i totally told you because i have a picture of it he had the four kids and i had the twins and this is when they were younger right so he's like we're gonna go to like cabela's or something to go see like the fish or like something and i'm like you're gonna okay okay like you do you so they get in the stayed at home so i had the twins at home and he took the four right okay so they get in the car and it was like, and this is the story I heard like after two people, I got to go to the bathroom. So where do they stop? He only goes to Wawa. That's uh-huh. like the only place like they, like little go, spoiled, a little privilege that he will go, stop go to poop fill up like, his, okay. no, okay. he will only poop at home. But the kids, like he's going to yeah. fill up with gas and yeah. they're going to go in and get a snack. Yeah. Well then everybody needed to go to the bathroom, specifically Nora who had to poop. Okay. So they all go and in. How old was Nora at the time? Like old enough to go to the boys' bathroom or the girls' Four, bathroom? Four. Okay. Five. I, okay. I don't even know what bathroom they went in. I think okay. they went in the men's because okay. he took them all together. But anyway, so they get there. The youngest doesn't have shoes. Yeah. Oh, no which shoes. Happens all the time. So all he didn't. Time. He didn't bring her shoes. So uh-huh. you can't really stand in the bathroom. Hold on, so how he's. How was he going to look at the fish with no shoes? Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm getting this. So they're in okay. the bathroom. He's holding one. Okay. Everybody is in the handicap stall <laughs> together, <laughs> and Nora is like on the toilet, like. <laughs> in the picture and Gabe and uh, Gabe and Lennox are standing in the corner like this <laughs> and there's Penelope like I don't know what she had on her feet I think she was standing on paper towels or something <laughs> like that but so then he left there so then they went and tried on shoes at Target in the cart he bought her some dress shoes because that's <laughs> the only ones she liked and they finally made it to Cabela I swear he texted me after and he was like OMG he's like I have no words it was a so little funny. bit of like I understand a little bit more about like what, what you do yeah. mm-hmm. and the shoes and yeah. the people and the potty yeah. and the things and mm-hmm. you can't separate them. And like once, once your kid is potty trained, they need shoes on. Like that is something that's so funny. It's like, we'll run out, especially to get like takeout or something. Yeah. Car. Like, we'll, but like if you're taking a kid out that you're, that you have worked so hard to potty train and you're going any place that you weren't even going to pull them out of the car, they still need to have shoes on because if they have to go to the bathroom, you have to bring them. Yeah. Somewhere. And there was one time I actually went in and it was the twins and another kid. And well, they didn't want to use the same stall. They all wanted their own stalls. So I literally I'm standing there kind of by the sinks. All the doors are open. We are taking up the entire bathroom. Everybody's got their door open. They're chatting and whatnot. And people come in and they're like, the doors look open. So they like want to go. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have like all my kids in like all the stalls. And they just look at me like I'm a complete idiot because the doors are open. Like, do I teach my kids privacy? But I'm like, they're three years old. Like, and then I'm like helping like multiple stalls. Yeah, I think like, this episode I mean, is just gonna be like poop happens. Like we just, yeah. just literally and because then if you're not if you're not a baby wearer and you bring a toddler in and you have to wipe somebody else's butt and you uh, put your kid down, that kid is the kid doesn't know where he is. They're gonna No, they're gonna lick crawl. the floor, yeah, dive into cr- the oh trash. My gosh. Like, <laughs> um Yeah. Oh, and also if you guys are going away this summer, beach and salt water will change the consistency of your child's <laughs> excrements. <laughs> Um, it's like no joke. Every time we go away, somebody sharts their pants, like, like an adult child, like who should not, not an adult child, but like an older child, because literally that salt water just changes 
Everything. Well, they drink half of they it. They drink half of it, and then they it cannonball just... it. And I don't know where it all goes. Yeah. It's like a natural uh-huh. enema. Like, yeah, it's a total. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it is salt water is a natural enema. Maybe that should be the topic <laughs> of this podcast. I was gonna say like poop happens, but maybe I like salt water. Too. Salt water is a natural enema. Eric went to like we always go um, to the beach around his dad's birthday, and his dad lives where we go, and. Um, he took just Nathan out to lunch with his dad one day, which was really nice. It was a really nice treat for the oldest. Um, and Nathan had an accident at the table and Eric was like, we were in the bathroom for no joke, 50 minutes trying to clean up that accident. And he's like, and then what do you do? Cause it's all inside of his pants and the kid doesn't wear underwear. It was a nightmare. <sighs> So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that, I don't know the moral what to that say. story do you, is. Do you like pack some extra clothes? Well, he had another wet thing. He like had his wet I refuse to do a one-piece bathing suit if you are helping or potty training a toddler in the summer. Like find a tankini, mm-hmm. find something that you don't have to get this thing down and up wet. Like oh, that's the worst. <sighs> um, yeah, and just guys embrace nature. We talked about this on the last one too. Like if you literally, if it's summertime and it's a good time to potty train your kid and you live somewhere that is is private enough to do it, just ditch the pants, ditch the underwear. It's kind of like I have this new thing that brings me a lot of peace if the stomach flu ever comes in good weather. It's like I just bring the kid outside. If, I, if, if, if we're like, you know, like past that first 24 hours where it's like constant getting sick, um, I just go outside with them and just sit them on a blanket because then if they get sick, it's so much easier. So I know that sounds really crazy, but it lowers my anxiety that I have with the stomach stuff. But same thing with potty training, like get outside because I know you did the twins over the summer, right? And you guys just played in the driveway. I remember. right? Yeah, I saved it till they were three in March and I just waited. I waited like another two months and we tackled it in the summer. We had undies. We didn't do naked because we were in a neighborhood. Yeah. So we did do the undies and we took our potties and our t-shirts and we did water play and yeah, did a lot on the driveway. Yeah. Worked really well. It's really, really nice to be able to use like the weather so and to be outside and stuff like that. Because yeah, potty training in the winter, like I don't think I would ever do it ever. You just talk about like wet jeans or wet pants and then yeah. it's in the socks and it's in the shoes and it's just in the car side. Yeah. Mm-mm. Do you do always do pee first and then mm-hmm. the other one? Is that? Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'd usually do, I'd start and they'd maybe still be taking an afternoon nap. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I would find would happen is they'd have a pull up and they mm-hmm. would usually do it right after nap because it just felt comfortable still yeah. to them. Because mm-hmm. that whole poop feeling, it's so out of body, a little out of control feeling, mm-hmm. I think when you're younger. Um, and so it would end up just going in the pull up and then we have, would eventually tackle that. But uh, Nate, I think unlike Catherine and oh, so well, Catherine likes to control everything. She's our swim lesson dropout too. I mean, she's just the one that is like, I'm I don't do want, what I want to do. I don't want to see my poop anymore in my pants. So I'm going to, I know how to do it. I'm just going to go to the potty and do it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Nathan was a corner pooper. Um, it's just like that, like emotional safety type of thing, yeah. I guess to do that. I don't know. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's okay if they don't come at the same time, which I think yep. is, is also a really good lesson. But yep. it's really hard too because they also say like once you're like potty trained, don't wear pull-ups anymore. But then what does that mean? I have thrown out more than one pair of underwear in my life. Oh, yeah. Like just I have pitch it. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, you wanted to talk about nighttime versus daytime as well. I Yeah, I mean, we can. I just think for me, and well, I think it comes back to 
once again, every kid's different. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for a lot of my kids, I think that nighttime comes with that kind of brain growth. And as they're getting older to be able to regulate that, I know you can limit the fluids and do mm-hmm. all that. But I mean, I've had kids out of pull-ups at night mm-hmm. at five. And I've also had a kid in pull-ups till 11. Yeah. And it's okay. And the weird thing is the kid that had the pull-ups till 11, he, I don't think he's ever had a pee accident during the day ever. It's like, he sleeps like a rock. He also dreams. He's also my spectrum kid. Um, and it just, it takes, it takes a while. It takes yeah. a while for him to process and understand what's going on with his body, especially at night when he's completely out of it. So, and it's okay. I mean, yeah. you can always go check up with your doctor. Um, we always brought it up every year and he was like, I don't have any concerns. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's a tough you, one. You also have to decide what you can handle as a mom. And I think that that's mm-hmm. what, like I said, kind of how we started this, the whole is like potty train. Yes. Because you know, they say that you're supposed to have this milestone by this point, but you also need a potty train when like you're emotionally ready to potty train. You also need a night potty train when you're emotionally ready to night potty train mm-hmm. In our house. Sleep is non-negotiable. There are so many moving variables every single night for me to get any sort of sleep, especially with a tiny, yep. tiny one right now that if my four-year-old who probably if I committed to it would be completely fine without a pull up on at night, I, the, the, the chance that he wakes me up because he has an accident right now, I, I, I feel better with him with the pull up on. I don't mm-hmm. think it's hurting anything. I don't, I mean, he's not going to sleepovers like he's, He's okay right now. He doesn't know. He pulls on his pull-up with Catherine every night before he goes to yep. bed, and I don't see him until the morning most yep. nights. Um, so just know that, like, you matter too, and your family matters as yeah. well. So, like, don't always feel like you have to do things when you think you could kind of force them to be done. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or they're, like, socially, like, the norm. Yeah, like or what everybody to, else is yeah, doing. Because like the other be thing, done. my girls... <clears throat> My twins, we had this little puppy clock. Uh-huh. They call it puppy ball clock. It's this puppy with this red ball and it turns green. Uh-huh. And I set it and it kind of just helps them understand a little bit more what time it is. So I have it set for like 7 a.m. and they can come out. Well, as soon as you start body training, like if you're one that kind of, hey, it's okay for you to come on out and maybe that's not for everybody, but they need to be able to come out whenever they need to go to the potty. So we yep. had to have a whole puppy ball conversation. I said, well, the potty is now different. Potty overrides the puppy ball. Like, you know, so if you have to go to the potty in the morning and it's red, you 100%, you come out of your room, you can go potty and then you guys can go back in and play blocks or whatever until the time. Um, now this was when they were like four, they're six now. So they really don't, I don't really care when they come out and I hear yeah. them go potty in the morning and then they go play and do whatever. But that also, you start that potty training or you start pulling off that pr- mm-hmm. that pull up. Sometimes you lose those hours, whether yeah. it is the middle of the night or it is early in the morning, because yep. you ha- you need to help facilitate that. You, like you have to help keep that going. You Absolutely. Know? Yep. Um, and we're also in a weird stage right now with Estelle. She's literally dry. She's been dry forever. But whenever we try without it, mm-hmm. she'll wet the bed. So we somehow have this connection or feeling to this pull up that like somehow now we need to break. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like the weirdest thing, but these are the things that like happen that 
you don't always expect or yeah. it doesn't always go that way with each kid. And yeah. And so. you know, you're the world's best parent until you actually have children and until you have different kids, until you have different personalities, mm-hmm. you know, you're the world's best parent for that one that you have. And then you have one that is completely different. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's all just kind of a journey. And I think that the biggest kind of potty training takeaway that I have felt, which is kind of the takeaway of all of these podcast episodes is that each kid's going to be different and that do not, just don't forget the fact that you're allowed to have needs too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Make it easy. Yeah. There's no shame in, you know, slowing down the process a little bit, you know, until you're ready and until the whole family structure's ready too. Yeah. And I do, I know we're almost done, but like talking about, I know that whole poop thing, cause mm-hmm. I had one that held theirs. That was so traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I was like this poop doula, but educating them about like because they asked they're like well like where's my food go yep oh the other day well this is kind of on topic but not we were <laughs> trying to figure out if birds actually pee okay. so we're googling like do birds pee and yeah. it's like well they don't have a bladder yeah so they do have the liquid and it combines with, with the, the solids mm-hmm. and so that's why it's always like you know yeah. but literally just talking about how your body works and how this is normal and it mm-hmm. happens for everybody because like that's the whole conversation yeah. i have with nora and we talked about where it goes and how it comes out and yeah and don't it's be a normal afraid. thing. We talked about this in the last one too. Don't be afraid also to get your other kids involved. Um, you know, and, and the education process, the demonstrating process, I don't know. I mean, we we're completely open book in our family and, you know, everybody kind of helps everybody else with the different things. Um, but yeah. you know, the more you can kind of like educate as the kids get older, um, you know, the more they can Especially if they're close help. together. Yeah. I swear Gabe I was going to potty train Gabe and I was terrified because the first time it was quite an experience as like a new mom and you potty training Gabe's number two. Gabe's number two. So I was like, okay, like we kind of need this to happen. I think he was three and a half going on four. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was also a little worried because he was on the spectrum and I wasn't sure how that would go because it's quite a learning process. So I was like, let's do it. Like we need to do it. I think he's ready. And I literally, I decided to do it. And then I had an infant at the time. I had Nora. All of a sudden, it dawned on me, I have not asked this kid if he has to go to the bathroom. Two days have gone by. And I was like, kind of freaked out. And I went to Lennox. I said, has Gabe gone to the potty? Like, buddy, have you gone to the potty? And he's just like, yeah. And so I asked Lennox, I'm like, is he coming? And he's like, mommy just follows me. We just go together. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my big kid just potty trained my second kid. Like, they literally just went together. They're so close in age. Yeah. Every time they went to the potty, they just went together and that, he went. Same thing with Benjamin. And, it was so like, yeah, you yeah, use the did, kids. Do yeah, it in groups. Absolutely. We did the everybody gets a lollipop when Benjamin goes to the bathroom. And so they we all went through him. a lot of dum-dums. <laughs> but it was awesome because anytime anybody wanted a dum-dum, they'd ask Benjamin if you he had to go, go potty? potty. And I didn't have to remember <laughs> anything. So Benjamin, the poor kid, was going out front to pee on a tree like every like 10 minutes that week. That's but it awesome. didn't matter. Everybody... <laughs> So many freaking lollipops. And you know what? Benjamin was potty trained by the end of the week and I didn't have to do a whole lot of anything. Awesome. So yeah. yeah. Mom hacks. Join us next week for more. Thanks guys. Bye.